Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so your participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your Front Range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael, and we're going to be talking about a lot of different stuff today. Uh, Drama in the conference, more crap with Boise State, Colorado State women's hoops off to a blazing start. Uh, Ryan Williams really has this Rams team firing on all cylinders. Looking forward to talking about both of those things. Before we get into that, though, I have to acknowledge Chevalier Mortgage, our official partner and sponsor of the DNVR Rams podcast. Mike and Virginia Chevalier are a husband and wife duo with over 15 years of financial service experience. They're diehard Broncos fans and proud CSU alums, so you know you can trust them. But look, guys, if you're wondering, you know, are the rates, are they really as good as I'm hearing? You know, are they really that great? Or is it a little bit of fool's gold? You got to call them. They're just incredible right now. Absolutely incredible. Best they've ever been. They can save you hundreds a month, thousands of dollars in interest over the life of a loan. I mean, who doesn't want to save thousands of dollars? That's a no-brainer. These guys can help you if you're able to reduce, maybe even eliminate your current mortgage insurance premiums. Who doesn't want that? Visit dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. When you do, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage your largest debt, the Chevaliers believe it is vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, your tax situation, all of the above. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. When you do, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. But most importantly, get set up with that free consultation and see what you can do. Call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Or visit dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free shirt or hat of your choice. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, 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 cool. Like I said, I'm going to talk about that CSU women's team because... One, I mean, they're the only team that's consistently been playing right now, so I think it's only fitting that we give them the attention that they, you know, so deserve. But, you know, two, it's just been fun to watch this program, you know, kind of get revitalized again. I actually got my start on the CSU women's beat, you know, way back in, in 2015, you know, covering, you know, Ellen Nistrom and, and just some of those just phenomenal teams. Ellie Gustafson, it was just a blast. I, I really, really enjoy you know, covering that team. Ryan Williams is is genuinely one of the good dudes in the game. So it's, it's just fun to see, you know, a team doing it the right way and having some success. I'm uh, going to get into all of that. going to play some audio from Ryan Williams as well. Uh, before we do that, though, I think we do kind of got to have to just talk about this Boise State situation because I think it's probably, you know, the most pressing thing that most people, you know, around the Mountain West have been talking about over the last day or so. Obviously, big news that Brian Harson, the head football coach, he urged the school leadership at Boise State to leave the Mountain West. 
This was reported by BJ Rains, who is a phenomenal, I think, in my opinion, the best Boise State beat writer. Um, just does a, a tremendous job covering the Broncos. This is great reporting from him. Really, really interesting stuff. Um, this this was back on September 11th. So a couple of things that we have to remember. One, emotion was probably a big factor in this. This was after the Mountain West has decided to postpone the football season. And, you know, you have Boise State who, you know, let's be honest, probably invests in football more than everybody else in the league, at least. Not not even just from a financial standpoint, but just the emotional investment and how important it is to their community as a whole. You know, it's it's a little bit more like a, a Texas situation or you know the SEC in terms of it's it's really all they got. It's it's not you know a phenomenal university or anything like that. And and I'm not saying that to take shots at Boise State, but it, you know it's just the truth. It was a junior college until the late '90s. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not. You know, taking shots at anybody that goes to junior college, shit, save some money. I wish I would have gone uh, early in the process and and took some gen eds. But point being, you know, they just they love football in Boise State. They live they live for it. They breathe for it. And it, when it looked like they weren't going to play, there was obviously you know a lot of emotion surrounding the situation. Just kind of going through some of these quotes, it's it's kind of interesting. You know, here's one from Brian Harson. That leads into the conference conversation that we need to address again, and for as long as it takes to put a plan together to move. Now is the time. The longer it takes, the longer we stay in the Mountain West. I am 1,000% convinced we need to make this move for football, and if that means other sports too in the long run, it will be what's best for the university. Now, the reason that that's an important distinction, the Mountain West isn't going to let Boise State you know, go P5 in football or go independent in football and then remain a member in the Mountain West for all the Olympic sports. If Boise State says, you know, screw you guys, I'm going home, or, you know, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home, the Mountain West is going to be like, all right, then, enjoy the West Coast Conference for the rest of your sports, or, you know, enjoy returning to the WAC or whatever. I don't even know if the WAC exists still. So, you know, that's it's, it's an interesting distinction, and, and one that he's clearly aware of. You know, Harson knows at the end of the day, football would be the reason that they move, but it would have you know, impacting consequence, or it would impact the rest of the programs, I guess, would, is what I'm trying to say here. Um, here's a couple other quotes, though, from Harson. I understand there are risks and budgets and travel costs. That's all real to me. I also know that's exactly why Boise State is the program it is today, because we took risks necessary to grow our program. What really stands out to me, though, is, uh, is this quote. In my opinion, we should be leading the way in the Mountain West on vision, planning, decisions, and testing, Harson continued. Boise State is the standard in the Mountain West, and we should take the lead on all these things and stop letting the Mountain West control what we do. Let's not forget, they are not willing to fulfill their contractual obligation that was agreed upon when Boise State joined the Mountain West. I'm, I'm going to be honest, Harson, Harson can kick rocks with that part, the, the whole sweetheart deal bullshit. Boy, get over yourself, Boise State. We, you, you get a better TV deal than literally everybody else in the league, and they still manage to complain all the time, and it's why everybody in the league cannot stand them but um here's here's the reality even even after what i just said which was clearly you know mostly tongue-in-cheek but also you know there's some truth there boise state there's some arrogance uh they they don't click with the rest of the league in my opinion but the league needs boise state because the mountain west without boise state is a nationally irrelevant football conference it does not matter without boise state not right now at least i know that sucks to hear 
but it, it, it's just not the program it was. Air Force, you know, yeah, I guess that's a national brand. I mean, Wyoming's kind of down right now. Nevada, San Diego State, San Jose State, all doing really well. But guess what? You know, nobody east of Missouri has even watched those guys in, you know, all season. Nobody pays attention to them. They just don't. Boise State is the only program on the West Coast that actually gets attention in this league for football. You know, so so while there are some things that Boise State continually does that I find very annoying, they need the Mountain West needs Boise State. Point blank period. Without Boise State, the Mountain West probably fades into irrelevancy within a couple of years very quickly. I you know, it sucks to say that, but it's just where we're at. It, it's just where we're at. So, you know, does the Mountain West have a ton of leverage? Not really. I mean, they're already they're already basically bending over backwards to appease Boise State all the time. On the flip side, I really don't think Boise State has any leverage either. Realistically, I just don't see a situation where they're able to leave anytime soon. You could go independent like BYU did, but that's, you know, largely been considered a failure by their own fail ba- fan base, fail base, <laughs> by their own fan base. You know, they want to join a league. They want in the Big 12 or the Pac-12. So, you know, that that hasn't worked out the way that they hoped it would. And let's be real, BYU has a significantly larger national following than Boise State does. They've got more resources. You know, it's it's easier for them to be an independent than it would be for any other current member of the Mountain West. That would be basically program suicide for anybody in the Mountain West, in my opinion. Maybe Boise State could make it work if they really, really scheduled up and just took a ton of buy games on the road. But if you do that, if you're only, you know, playing the number, you know, one teams in the country on the road all the time and, and just getting, you know, your teeth kicked in by SEC schools, does that really benefit you in the long run either? I don't, you know, on a, on a consistent basis, it's one thing to play one or two a season, but to do it continually, you're not going to get a home and home if you're Boise State. They're not going to travel to Idaho. That They're not. I mean, you could, you might be able to get like a BYU or somebody, but you're not going to get you know a usc to give you a home and home or an alabama or a texas or somebody like that so are you better off independent i don't think so and then it comes down to you know if you're boise state do you really have a viable path to the power five right now i don't see it i just don't the the appeal to boise state you know 15 years ago they were the cinderella story everybody loved them that's worn off a little bit you know the the lust isn't still there we're just, you know, we're all kind of used to Boise State at this point. And, and beyond that, they just, they don't offer enough institutionally to attract a Power 5 league. I don't see it. Maybe the Big 12. It's, it's the only league that I could see maybe being willing to take a chance on them. But even then, I don't think Boise State brings enough to the table from the other sports to really make it worth their while. I mean, the Big 12 dominates basketball right now. Boise State's a good basketball program. They're not a great basketball program, but a really good pro- basketball program under Leon Rice. You know, they've got a decent soccer team. I don't, I just don't know. I don't know what they bring to the Big 12 that would be worth it for them to, you know, increase their travel and, you know, make their scheduling more complicated and just make everything more complicated in general for a Boise State team located in Idaho. You know, you don't get a TV market. You don't gain a, a premier institution academically. You do gain a program that's had a ton of success with football, but 
you know, albeit a lot of that was in the whack and, and, you know, beating up on some bad teams. So it's just a weird situation. But I think it's a good reminder in general that the grass just isn't always greener. Now, I get it. You know, if you're a CSU fan, you're looking at this situation and and you, you're annoyed, one, because you dislike Boise State. But I think there's also a level of respect for Brian Harson and, and being willing to, you know, put it out there how he says, being willing to be aggressive, to make a move, to try and, you know, advance forward. That's what you want in your football coach. I have no problem with Harson doing all that. And I don't think most CSU fans do either. I just don't know if it's, I feel like it's a situation where emotion is trumping logic. And that happens a lot when it comes to these conference expansion conversations. Everyone wants to believe, you know, their program is the next great one destined to to branch out and be the next TCU or be the next Utah. Doesn't happen very often. It really doesn't. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have to say on it. I'm interested to see how this whole thing plays out. Should be nice and fun between the fan bases all offseason. I'm sure everybody will handle this maturely. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk a little bit of basketball. Um, I'm ready to transition. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is wishing you the happiest of holidays. And to kick off this season of giving, DraftKings has new promotions and odds boosts every day this week. Luckily for us sports fans, there's an abundance of action taking place this week. Football teams are in the hunt to secure a playoff spot. College basketball is in the heart of the season. UFC 256 coming up this weekend. It is a great time to be a sports fan. And DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up with the promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet from live betting, betting on your favorite players, props, all of that. They do it all. And to celebrate UFC 256, DraftKings is giving all new users the opportunity to triple their winnings when they sign up. All you got to do is sign up using that promo code DNVR, place a bet on UFC 256, and you can triple your winnings. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get that sign-up bonus of up to $1,000, that promo code DNVR to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's move on with the DraftKings pick of the week. We got a really fun game coming up this weekend. Nevada-San Jose State. You know, both teams trying to secure a spot in the Mountain West Championship. Really unfortunate that we couldn't get a Mountain West Championship with those two. And no Smurf Turf, but it is what it is. I'm really looking forward to the matchup. Two of the better quarterbacks in the league. You've got Nick Starkle, San Jose State, Arkansas transfer. He's played really good football. I've been really impressed defensively what San Jose State's been able to accomplish this season. I, I kind of had some questions about that side going in. They've you know really outplayed my expectations on both sides of the football uh, for the second year in a row now. So it seems like San Jose State is a program that has kind of figured it out finally. And Nevada under Jay Norville is just rolling. I mean... They've they've been as good as anybody in the conference, anybody that I've seen, you know, aside from 
uh, BYU and Coastal Carolina at the G5 level this year, and and I think they could hang with them. I mean, Carson Strong, dude's a beast. He's got all kinds of talent at wide receiver. And that's why I was a little surprised that they were the underdogs this week, given that this game is going to be played at the uh, Thomas and Mack in, or excuse me, at Thomas Boyd, I should say. Sam Boyd, my goodness. Mixing up names all over the place. <laughs> oh, Sam Boyd, the, uh, the stadium that UNLV used to play at. So just given that it's in Nevada, they've already played like three games there. They should be used to it, less travel. And ultimately, I just think Nevada is the best team in the Mountain West this year. They're two-point underdogs. You can get them on the money line at a plus 120. And I think that's a really smart pick. I I, I just think Nevada is going to win straight up. I think there's good value there. I'd you know, sprinkle that, place a unit or two on it. Uh, it's one of the games that I feel most confident about this weekend. And that's why I'm locking it down with my DraftKings pick of the week. All right, like I said, I did want to conclude today's podcast with a little hoops talk because CSU women's basketball has been on an absolute tear. Uh, They won again. They beat San Diego State 86-77 Tuesday night at Moby Arena. I mean, this is a team that they're dangerous. They, They got as difficult of a draw as you could to open up the season. Fresno State and San Diego State, the two teams that were projected to finish at the top of the conference. And so far... You know, CSU has gone 2-1. and one. They really almost went 3-0. and oh. They almost swept Fresno State. Couldn't quite close it out in that fourth quarter of the second game of the Fresno State matchup. But, man, they're back. It's fun. And they're just a fun team to watch, too. I think what's really unique about this team is how deep they go. I mean, they're playing like 15 people right now. It's crazy. They always intended to have at least a 10-man, 10-person uh, rotation, I should say, and so far, it's just really playing off. I asked Ryan Williams about that a little bit Tuesday night, and he just kind of explained, you know, we we have to be flexible. We have to be willing to play everyone, especially given that, you know, they have these two-game series this year. It's not, it's not normal, and you don't want to run everybody's legs into the ground. So, you know, like going into that San Diego State matchup, there were 10 different people on the team that had already contributed at least 10 points this season. So it just shows, you know, it's not just charity minutes either, you know, it's it's everybody that's playing. And the other thing that's just extremely evident about this team is they fight. They do not give up. I mean, they went down about eight points near the start of the fourth quarter. And then, man, they just they went on a run after that. The Rams had a 35-point fourth quarter, hit six threes in that quarter. Really, really dominant showing down the stretch. Uh, Laura Divas, she played a large hand in it. She had a career-best 25 points, 11 rebounds, and that was coming off the bench. You know, Tori Williams has been lighting it up from three. She had a knee injury last year, and and it really kind of hurt her. And and Ryan's talked a lot about ugh, Ryan has talked a lot about how now that she's finally healthy, it's it's fun to be able to get her just in a swing of things. You know, get her in a groove and allow her to really shoot because in the fourth quarter. Tori is who you want shooting that basketball, man. She is a killer out there. She's been awesome. Um, McKenna Hofschild, the Seton Hall transfer, she's just been a burst of energy, man. She's the smallest player on the floor, but she's the quickest player on the floor and usually the smartest too. And it's just fun to watch her really just, you know, running this offense. She had to come off the bench at Seton Hall, was, you know, kind of 
buried by some really talented players. And she's just really enjoying herself in this new offense now that she has the keys to the car. That was one of the things we talked about uh, with her last night. And it's just fun. It's just fun, man. It's it's fun to watch this team. I I personally, based on what I've seen, I I think they're gonna win the Mountain West this year. And and I'm gonna be there, you know, for it all. So make sure that you're keeping up with all, you know, all things CSU women's hoops. This team, they are legit. We're gonna be talking about them on the podcast. We're gonna be playing audio. You know, I'm gonna write about them a little bit as well. Be tweeting all that stuff. It's good to have some Moby magic. It's good. It's a it's a special place. It really is. All right, we will be back with more content throughout the week. We've obviously got the men's basketball game coming up this weekend, knock on wood, hopefully a football game as well. We've got the second game of the women's game on Thursday afternoon at Moby Arena. If they can get another win over San Diego State, really going to put the Rams in position to contend for that conference title. Excited for it all. Stay safe out there. Happy holiday season, y'all. Thank you.